Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis. And in this segment, are there dangers when co-signing a loan for a loved one or a family member? I think the answer might be yes. And I think many, many people have really um, just uh, life disrupting surprises when they co-sign with people and those payments aren't made. Don't forget, we want to connect with you, and it is easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share your ideas with us. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our Neighborhood Spotlight segment, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love you to be a podcast subscriber, and we're available on every major podcasting network. Without further ado, let me introduce our special guest and one of our favorite people to ever have on the show with us, John Birchfield, AVP Mortgage Consultant at Capital City Home Loans. Hello there, John Birchfield. Hey, please. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Good to see you. Yeah. Good to see you. So... Got a call from a listener a couple weeks ago. Well, a couple months ago, probably says, I got a problem. I'm trying to qualify to buy my new home. Yep. And I just realized that a loan that I co-signed, I believe it was with a daughter. It was either a daughter or a son. Uh, uh -huh. And those payments had not been made. And now... Yeah. Our radio show listener had late payments on her credit report. So her yeah. trying to do something nice for someone backfired right. and made it where um, it think things would be a lot more difficult for her. So let's talk co-signing for a family member or a loved one. I'm not sure you can co-sign for somebody you're not related to, but maybe you can. You can for some consumer debt, like cars or yeah. you know things like that. But for mortgages, yes, you've got to be related somehow or another, have that family bond. Okay. But um, uh, in my view, just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, if somebody can't qualify on their own, there's a reason. Yeah. Right? So that's what you should think. And as hard as that is for family and loved ones, you know, you got to think about it. If they're not qualifying without me, there's, there's, there's probably not wise. The only exception to that would be, if you're literally helping them make the payment, you know, so, because so, of some situation. John, thank you for bringing that up because I just, as as an adult male, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, hmm, I don't know if I like Mr. Birchfield telling me not to do something. Yeah. No, and, and I get it, by the way, and I know that that is right. the truth. But I think that last little point you made of, hey, you can co-sign with them as long as you're willing to make all those payments on your own. As long as you understand sure. that up front, then co-sign with them all you want to. I'm not saying, by the way, that I would feel that way for one of my daughters because as they get older, I want them to take care of their own responsibilities just like you have. I mean, you have a combined family. I think you have more kids than I do. How many kids do you have all total? Four total. I oh, four, four. No, it's, it's exactly the same. No, no, no. We're the same. same. Yep. No, we're the same. Four, four kids each. For some reason, I thought you had. And five. we both have one grandkid now. By the that way, that is. So. Oh, you have a grandkid too. Yeah, I got a grandkid. When did you, you have a grandkid? How in the yeah. world did I not remember that? I am so embarrassed. That is so exciting, okay. Mister Birchfield. Yeah. A little Yours boy. Is brand new. A little boy or a little girl. Little girl. Oh my gosh. What's her name? Yeah. Her name is Evelise. Evel. Ooh, beautiful name. Evelise. I love that. Yeah. And so. Uh, your, awesome. Yours or hers, oldest, or who had the... Mine, my your, oldest your, 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 Okay, perfect, perfect. John's got a blended family, and they've done an amazing job of making all that work. So um, I would I, I would be hesitant to co-sign on loans for, for yeah. any of my kids. 
Um, right. Although, you know, I shouldn't say that. My daughter was looking to buy, my third daughter was looking to buy a car recently, and the interest rate that the dealer was going to charge her or whoever the financing company was was really, really high, I thought. It was her first car. She's 21 years old or maybe 22 at the time. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just co-sign with you. And so, but the reality is, is that, you know, I would understand that if she didn't make the payments, I'd have to make every single bit of the payments. And I would also yeah, have as long somebody- as you go into it with yeah, that, with yeah, that key and, yeah. or another example that we see all the time is, is your, your child is going off to college and, or has been in college for a few years, maybe graduate school, law school, something like that. Yep. And you're paying who knows what in rent. And it could be a really good opportunity to acquire real estate kind of together, almost for investment purposes uh, and a place for them to live. Right. So there are circumstances where it can totally make sense for the right dynamics. But just in general, if, you know, cousin Billy comes and says, hey, I need somebody to co-sign. What the what you need to know is, is that you're just as obligated on that loan as Billy is. Yeah. Like some folks, I think you know, have the impression that, okay, well, half the loans is, and I'm only obligated for the other half. Right. Letting it. Reality is, is that both, all parties are a hundred percent responsible to pay the debt back. Yep. Right. Yes. And that's a different dynamic that you got to think through. So if you and I did a loan together and you were my co-signer, then I'm first in line to pay the debt. And you're first in line to pay the debt. We're That's both exactly at right. first in line to pay the debt. Yep. I, I love that. They're coming for both of them. Now, what is the difference, John, in co-signing with somebody on a loan and being a co-applicant on the loan? So let's just say you and I were going to do some investing. Pro- this is a bad example. Let's just say mm-hmm. I was buying a property and I needed a co-signer. And you're like, hey, Cleve, I'll help you, but I want to own part of the investment. So I want to be a, a co-borrower. I want to be a co-applicant. What's the difference in being a co-applicant, co-borrower, or a co-signer? Well, for the repayment of the debt, it's exactly the same. Well, excuse me. Thank you for clarifying. That's a very good point. What's the difference kind of up front? Up front, it would be, are you speaking to like, in some circumstances, you can be obligated for the debt, but have zero ownership in the home. You may not be on title to the home. Yeah. So Um, would we do different things? So if I was going to be a co-applicant, if you were going to be a mm co-applicant with me, we would both be on the same application. If you were going to be a co-signer, would you also be on that same application with me? Or would it be a separate um, we, process? We have separate application okay, forms okay. that we have, unless okay. you're a married couple. Yep. They are on separate applications, you and but I, they're on the you, same line. You and I are not married, right? Not yet. Okay, okay. Got it. Are you asking? <laughs> no. I mean, no. No, no, no. I'm good. You take care of your stuff. I'll take care of my stuff. We'll meet every few weeks on the radio if that's okay. Okay. Sounds so good. so there's really, good. there is really no difference. I mean, a co-signer is going to give you all the same information that a co-applicant, but it could be a co-signer does not have any ownership in the property, but they have the obligation to pay. So That's could right. could you have a co-signer yeah. on a loan without that co-signer being on the title? Uh-huh. Oh, sure so that's the difference. That's yeah, the and- difference. So as a cosigner, I love this is wonderful. As a cosigner, you get a wonderful package of benefits. Number one, you get all of the liability and all of the potential for negative things happening to your credit if bills are not paid. And yep. as an added special benefit, you have absolutely no ownership interest in the property. Yeah. And, and I think you started the segment by mentioning that, you know, when it, so I've co-signed with somebody and then all of a sudden I want to sell my house and go buy a bigger house. You Guess ha- what? That debt might play into how much of a new loan 
you might be able to qualify for. So, so you actually also had an, a partner in investment properties at one time, and and your interest and your partner's interest were not fully aligned. You might be talking about that same thing there, but that was real problematic for you because you wanted to do X, Y, Z. I think you wanted to sell them and move on, and your partner yep. wanted to hang on to them, and it caused some problems. It did. Yeah. And I ended up, you know, buying them out, and uh, in order to move on and make the make the decisions I felt was best on the property. So that partnership didn't work out real well. Um, but that was more of an investment strategies than, than true co-signing. Yeah. But the, the point is the same. So if, if you, and let's just say we're talking about a parent and a child, because I think that would probably be the most common situation most or, a, or spouses or, or maybe one sibling for another, something like that. Um, so you have some, some biological, you have some genetic, uh, relationship there, uh, which yeah. makes those bonds a little stronger. So if if my one of my daughters said, "Dad, I need you to co-sign with me on a loan," and it's not something that I wanted to do, then maybe what would be better off if I wanted to help would be for me to purchase the property today and rent it to her and her family, whatever that family looked like, and then maybe put together a program with somebody like you that says, "Okay, you know, daughter one." Uh, if you want to be able to qualify for this property in 12 months or in 24 months, here are the exact steps you need to take. And certainly as a parent, we would not want to, I don't think so, I would not want to have any of what I would consider her equity that she's building up over time. So maybe we just agree you keep the payments together and then you can actually put a mortgage in place on it just at the same amount to take out the existing mortgage that we Very have. Very common. That might make better parent, sense. Yeah. yeah. You as the parent can give a gift of equity, which helps it, makes it easier for them to qualify because often they'll be walking into equity because they might have, you know, that home has been owned by the family for a few years and hope, and probably appreciating in value. So that can make it easier yeah. for the kid to, to, to qualify. So that's a good example. Can I tell you another example that's really popular You right can. Now? Can we do one thing real quickly? If you've just yeah. joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM. 920 The Answer. My name is Cleve Gaddis, and I've got John Birchfield with Capital City Home Loans on with us. John, real quickly, tell people if they wanted to reach you, how could they contact with you and then go right into whatever it is you wanted to talk about. We've got about a minute and 45 seconds left in the segment. 678-227-2638 is my cell number, always available via text or call. Okay. You can reach me every time. And if they wanted to call your office number, 678-226-7887, 678-226-7887. Seven, I find that sometimes it's, I have a little, it's easier to get a hold of you through that office number sometimes. Yeah. So 678-226-7887. Go ahead. We got about a minute and 20 seconds left. How about aging parents? Folks our age and their parents are, are getting older. They need to move down, maybe move into a retirement community um, where they don't have the maintenance of yep. their home. And now they're on fixed income, so they find it hard to qualify. So it's becoming very popular for folks our age who need to co-sign for their parents. Well, here's the trick. You don't actually have to co-sign. The, the underwriting guidelines allow you to purchase a home for aging parents as a primary residence. What do you mean? Wait you a minute. You get the best interest rates and the best terms. If I'm purchasing a home for my mother, for example, then mm -hmm. I can. it's almost the same as if I live in the home even though I don't? That's exactly right. Wow, which means I get the best interest rates. I get the, in most cases, the most flexible underwriting. It's mm -hmm. that's a big very difference. little money down. Mm -hmm. Wow, yep. that's and we don't even have to have the parents on the loan at all, which applies a lot of flexibility because when they pass on, now the loan, the home, everything is in your name as the heir anyway. So it, it, it solves a lot of estate planning issues. Yep. Great advice, John. Will you come back and see us sometime real soon? 
Anytime. Uh, John Birchfield, Brand Mortgage, 678-226-7887. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, how do you make the timing work when you're planning to list and make a purchase all at the same time? And does downsizing even make sense in a high interest rate market? We've got those subjects and more. Stick with us. We'll be back. 